Two Humorous Nurses with Kelly and Alicia. The podcast that can feel it in their waters. <laughs> you got waters too. <laughs> well, the podcast that can feel it in their amniotic fluid. <laughs> Welcome to episode 16 of Two Humorous Nurses, where we plan to bring you funny, informal and conversational chat about all things nursing. Today we're talking about nurses' intuition. It's just that gut feeling you get when you can see a patient, you know something's wrong, but you can't put your finger on it. Your weird spidey senses. Yes, nurse spidey ding, senses. Ding, ding, ding. So... I looked up the definition of intuition, just, you know, to mm-hmm. do the... I also feel like instinct could thing. be like... Instinct, yeah, yeah for the sure. synonym, yeah. Um, the Oxford Dictionary has defined intuition as the ability to understand something instinctively, oh, there you go, without the need for conscious reasoning. I feel like I found, an, I found another really good description of it was like, nurse's intuition is an insight or feeling of knowing or certainty that arrives without effort. So um, unlike facts, which rely on sort of that external information, yeah. intuition is direct experience that is internal, yeah. like something that you experience. That's pretty – I found something as well similar to that. So um, the feeling of knowing something terrible is happening, an immediate unconscious perception – you know, direct understanding of truths independent of the analytical process. So yeah. while she might be looking and you're like, everything looks fine, you just have that overwhelming. I think it's uh, when you can't put your sure. finger on it. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's different if you see a patient that looks unwell and you go, I'm worried about this patient. Yeah. yeah because right. they look unwell. Yeah. That's not your gut telling you no, that. That's, that's just observation. Your experience. Yeah, yeah. Assessment. Yeah. That's right. I think, you know, nurse's intuition is when you have a feeling about somebody you can't quite say exactly what's pointing you in that direction but there's something giving you the heebie-jeebies I call it at work I always say oh my god this person's just giving me the heebie-jeebies and it was something that I always really aspired to obtain like as a I guess as a student and a grad I used to always say I just want to be experienced I just want to be experienced and I want to be able to use my experience to be a good clinician and I remember thinking I just want to develop that nurse's intuition. I just want to develop that. But I guess there's that two sides of that. Is nurse's intuition a skill? Yeah. Is it is it the years of of um, experience and knowledge yeah. and skill, or is it luck? Yep. So I did some googling because you know that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> did you go down to the Reddit rabbit oh, hole? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Reddit's like my number one um, go to because that place is crazy. <laughs> Um, There was a lot of people who agreed with that. Like, is it something that you've learned over time? So therefore, it's a bit of pattern recognition. Brains are designed to follow patterns and things like that. Mm, Yeah, makes sense. To make connections. If you see something enough times, you'll soon learn to spot it and you'll spot it earlier. So one of the nurses on there was an ICU nurse and she'd had like 20 years experience. And she's like, I can spot subtle seizures in a comatose patient. So whereas... You know, you or I would just be looking at them and not notice anything. Yeah. But she was like, you know, a flickering of an eyelid or something. So, again, is it that or is it just you're looking at them and you think, oh, there's not, something not quite right? Another comment was it was a culmination of training, experience and observation all coming together in the perfect moment, mm-hmm. which, again, is very true. But if you're a new nurse and you have this – so the one of the posts was from a new nurse who said she just walked into a room and had this – feeling like she started her day feeling it wasn't going to be quite right mm. and she's like did I talk myself into that and then yeah. this event happened or did I you know how do I know that what that's what it is and a lot of nurses on there were like just 
you just have to like it's you can't reason with it because that's all about intuition. Yeah, exactly. There's right. no reasoning no, with it. And that's that's the thing. Like, and I think if I look back and I remember this so so specifically, was the first time I realized I had had an instinct about a patient mm. and acted on it. And it was a patient who walked into the urgent care centre. Yeah. So he he was alert, like he was conscious and he, you know, walked in and had family with him. And for whatever reason, as soon as he sat down, I didn't even bother getting all of his details. I put in a huge ass cannula and took a whole heap of bloods. Yeah. And then it wasn't until later. So he ended up having a respiratory arrest within about 10 minutes yeah. of arriving. And later I looked back and I was like, why the hell did I do that? Like there was nothing yeah. telling me. In that moment that he was going to rapidly deteriorate, but something in me went, you're going to need access. Mm. But I didn't, at the time, I didn't think about it because I literally got the access, did a full set of bloods, did an ECG and then respiratory arrest. Like Mm. in a young person who walked in. Like there was no signs that. No. And so then I realised then. Like and, I, and I've had other moments where I've been worried about a patient yeah. and, and put in a big cannula and turns out you're going to need it. But those, I think that's when you, those are those learned experiences. Whereas this yep. one was nothing like I'd ever experienced before. Yeah. It was purely off my own back. And I don't like, it sounds like I'm kind of gloating, but I don't, I don't think like, it's not like that for me. But I, I feel like almost a lot of nurses would have exactly the same. They'll always have that one or two times where they just did something I can't explain so another yeah. story that I am um, because a lot of the time you can make you can make a reason you can put your finger on the reason why you did yeah, something of course but I look back at that and went um, there was no, no. flag yeah. to say that I did that I should do that yeah yeah so someone on reddit with the username pineapple and olives <laughs> they both belong on pizza uh. <laughs> I don't like olives but I agree with the pineapple yeah. statement well I love olives um is so this is what she's written. I assume it's a she because no man would come up with that username. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not really something I'd call, in, call intuition, but I had an oh shit moment this week. Thank goodness I needed to bother an old man at three o'clock in the morning because I noticed his speech seemed slurred. He was having a hard time keeping his eyes open and he couldn't stick his tongue out. She's like, uh-oh. <laughs> Asked him to squeeze my hands. One strong hand, one didn't move. Shit, called a rapid response, got fresh vitals, bloods a blood sugar and updated the MD. We agreed it looks like a stroke, called a code neuro, rolled down to um, CT, then to ICU. I got a call maybe 30 minutes later that he had a nearly completely obstructed MCA and was transferred to a different hospital with interventional capabilities. I really hope he'll have minimal deficit and I'm so glad I needed to bother him in the middle of the night. If I'd waited until breakfast, it could have been catastrophic. Like I still think that's some, some level of intuition in there, whether you knew it or not. I wonder what why made her go in. Yeah, what wonder, made you go in there? Mm, I wonder if it was like, oh, um, you know, I wonder what he was in there for in the first place. Because he obviously hadn't rung the bell or anything. Mm. Like why? Because she's saying, you know, was she just like, like getting? I needed to bother him. Yeah, I feel like it's good timing. Yeah, that was a sure. lot of good timing. Yeah, exactly. But maybe there was just something in her. It's like I suppose the other way other area of life that intuition's a big part in being a mother Mm. mother's intuition like Mm -hmm. trusting your gut in that and there have been moments where people have gotten up in the middle of the night and gone and checked on their babies Mm. because they've had a feeling that there's something there yeah it's that feeling of i don't know and it's like it's i i know exactly where you're coming from i remember my oma telling me a story that someone either my mum or my auntie had had a car accident like no no one knew it had literally just happened and the phone rang and my alma answered the phone Sandra are you okay 
because mm. and and she's like there's n- yeah. there was no reason to do that yeah. that was how she answered the phone yeah and she's like i just knew that something dreadfully wrong had happened yeah and um it was just that her gut was telling her that something terrible had happened to her child like yeah and i can see that not just for mothers but i feel like there's that and I'm not saying that nurses are psychics sorry <laughs> but i'm saying that there's there's the very odd kind of psychic, I don't know, something happening that tells people when something dreadful has happened yeah. or when. Plus, I think we question everything in life. So we question things. So you're not going to necessarily ignore those things that maybe normal everyday people might ignore. Like mm. there might be something about it, but you tend to act on that or at least continue to observe and, and be aware. And I'm pretty suspicious by nature. So like, yeah. <laughs> I don't trust things yeah. and I'd, especially especially when it comes to like salespeople and stuff like I'm very suspicious yeah. and I I don't know I I'm conditioned to question absolutely everything yeah. but I wonder I, when I look at nursing I guess that we're questioning things all the time we're making judgments all the time um we're absorbing information yeah. at every possible moment I read a couple of studies right because yeah. there's actually quite a lot of um yeah so much information uh, like scientific studies on I don't know how it must be like quantitative because how do you do that? But anyway, where it said that um, – so that I just took some quotes from some of them and one of them which really stuck with me was intuition is a main component of decision-making and judgment in nursing. And I thought it's probably true. And they said that intuition has also been found to have a positive effect on reducing the mortality of patients, managing crises in unpredictable clinical conditions and diagnosing the deterioration of patients. I don't know how to explain that. I don't think anyone knows how to explain that. No, because... But it's a continued theme between all of their studies with nurses. Mm. And it said there was a study in Iran which did an investigation on um, intuition in nursing in Iran and the studies become a theoretical base now for other research because it basically said that believe they believe that you should educate nurses on using intuition which may actually enhance the quality of patient care but that it should be looked into further with qualitative and quantitative studies. Yeah, for sure. And I, th- I think just building on that, Osmed put out an article that I read when we were researching for this and there was a study conducted um, with about just over 3,000 patients and the nurses who were looking after them and who were involved in the study had to rate their level of worry for the patient, oh, right? Yeah. And they were – so basically their scale was like zero to four. So zero is no worry at all. Four is um, worry that this patient is imminently deteriorating, yeah. right? And they they looked at over these 3,000 patients in 70%, 77% of times when a nurse was worried about a patient, that indicated that they were going to deteriorate and they did. Wow. So um, it's just amazing. And that, that happens. Yeah. The nurse's worry tends to happen – before you see it in the paperwork. Yep. So, and I thought that was so interesting because yep. they were saying that basically looking at the charts alone, you couldn't have predicted deterioration. No. But if you added in the nurse's score, yep. so the higher the score, obviously, the more intense the worry and the more likely that the patient yep. were to deteriorate. And then they said that nurses, so this is where it sort of contradicts the intuition versus learned skill yeah nurses who had more nursing years of nursing experience were far more accurate yeah so i think that's maybe because they're more perceptive yeah or they can see things yeah well they can see things that maybe other nurses can't i guess again that's where experience is always going to be more valuable valuable but i don't think you can rule out new 
um, nurses having some level of intuition. Yeah, well, this instance that happened with me, I would have been three years out. Yeah. And that's not a lot of experience when you consider, No, you know, that I think there's both. I think both of them, they're they're like the whole um, luck or, um, you know, nurse's gut versus learned skill. Yeah. I think there's, you know, they're both valid. Yes. I think, and they both happen. Like there's been so many times like where I've said, I'm worried about this patient or there's something not right. That kind of statement, there's something not right with them. Mm. You can't put your finger yeah. on it. There's no there's no obvious reason for you to think that. They look well, their numbers are all fine, yeah. but there's just something, something. not right. And, and a lot of the time you can even predict that before, like things, you know, like you can look at a patient or do a pre-assessment on a patient for something and think, oh, you're going, like you're going to really test us or you're not going <laughs> to. Like I don't, in oncology it's a little hard because I don't often get sort of more it's more around a deteriorating patient which you can sort of see coming so again it's not the same but yeah like it's I don't know I just I find it I find that a lot of people are and especially in this day and age where we have like this wellness and everyone's all about intuitive eating and like following your intuition it's a very um um like pop word I guess at the moment (laughs) yeah I mean, I don't intuitively eat. I just eat. So <laughs> <laughs> I just eat when I feel like. But it. my stepmom, convenient. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. My stepmom's very intuitive, mm. somewhat psychic. Like I was having a phone conversation with another person in my life, um, which was very difficult, and she messaged in the middle of that conversation and was like, "Is everything alright? Are you okay?" <sighs> and it's not. It wasn't at a time that we would normally chat or talk or message, and it was and, a bit out of the ordinary. That yeah. She, yeah, and I was like, nah. I'm not like, you know, and she just had a, and she was in a different state and mm. she just had this sixth sense, mm. which I guess is another way of explaining it, like this sixth yeah, sense. Sixth so sense. Mm. she's always been like that. She, like you could ring and she'd be like, I was literally just thinking about you and she'd be in like the hot chook aisle of the supermarket or something. <laughs> Do you know, I think it's so interesting that you seem to believe in ghosts and spirits and stuff (laughs) but you don't really believe in psychics or psychic ability and I think that you totally contradict yourself because I have a feeling like this is just me talking that some of these intuitive things come from like the spiritual Mm. realm or whatever um how do we not know that you're like you're so skeptical right now (laughs) how do you know okay so so that with my old ma like picking up the phone saying, yeah, Sandra, right. are you okay? Like, okay, who told her that? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's well, no... who did you tell her? Well, this is... What are you saying? Like a, a spirit came? Yeah. A guide yeah, or something? Yeah. Okay, I feel so like... I really want to talk to someone. I would love if someone's listening Um, that is... A psychic. A psychic. I don't know if that's <laughs> what you call them. Kelly. A spiritual guide. If you can come and oh. um like do a podcast with us and read me, I would love that. Oh, my God. I don't believe it. I might not believe it, and I'm no. Not. It won't work if you don't believe it. That's like it's How like Tinkerbell. I? Like you have to like <laughs> you have to believe in the fairy dust for it to work. I think that I suppose. Mm. Actually, though, I did go to a Reiki, and I was really skeptical. And no joke, it was like it was the weirdest experience of my life. She, it was like because I had bursitis and my shoulder was mm. pretty well effed. That's the first time I've stopped myself from swearing. <laughs> And no joke, I'm laying there going, which bullshit. Which shoulder hurts? It was my right one. Right. So. (laughs) Oh, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so Jess, she saw an osteo and they were saying, if you have a a sore right shoulder, you have like mother issues. (laughs) (laughs) I also have 
um, a, a right shoulder injury. Well, can I tell you what my right shoulder injury was from? <laughs> Opening a door handle that was way too low for me and a really heavy door. And it wrecked my shoulder and wrecked all my neck. So, I don't know. Is that- <laughs> I feel like we all have mother issues. So. <laughs> um, anyway. Anyway. Anyway, I went to this Reiki and I was so super skeptical. And then she just like hovered whatever she did because she just meant you put, yeah. she put stuff on your ass so you can't see what she's doing on the yeah, She's like she's dancing naked anything. over me. She's like, no, Counting no. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> she did not even know that my shoulder was stuffed. She didn't know that my neck had issues. And she like focused, she put all these stones around my shoulder without me even telling her to, okay? And don't you give me that look because you just fucking bought <laughs> crystals, okay? <laughs> okay, so shut up and listen, right? And I was laying there and I, I actually fully believe in Reiki now, whereas before I was like, it's got to be a wank. Mm. So no joke. I felt like my bones were vibrating, right? Mm. I felt like my whole arm. Don't give no, me that come look. on, just keep going. I felt like my whole <laughs> arm was shaking. And then I felt like my arm was being like lifted up off the table. And then I fell asleep in like a second after that. Okay. It was like Jesus I'd been Christ. hypnotized. I know it's crazy. Then when I woke up, and this is the kicker. When I woke up, she was like, oh, you're in so deep. Rah, rah, rah. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, sure. I just fell asleep, whatever. And she was like, you are so fertile. It's disgusting. And I was like, like she said it in a good way. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks. I didn't know this. Like I didn't know. And then like no joke, we got pregnant on the first go. And I was like, oh, she must have been right. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, well, this is the see, I don't know. Someone's telling her something. I Yeah. Yep. No, see, I, I don't know. I, I guess the jury's <laughs> out. I wonder if there's been studies on Reiki, but anyway, it's not a nursing oh, topic. So. Surely there would be. I okay. I don't. I don't know why. I don't know. So we lost our dog um, when I was a kid, right? And then my stepmom got up one morning and she said, "I dreamt that um, Oscar came back." Went to the front door. There's the dog. No, she said, and I was like, "Didn't you say he died?" No, he no, he ran away. Oh. Not, like we lost him. Oh, not he. Like oh, R.I.P. We lost him. Yeah, I thought he was like no. Lazarus dog. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Explains my severe overreaction. <laughs> but she, uh, like, yeah, she has amazing sixth sense. See, I that's would... cool. I re- I fully believe that people are connected to that shit. Yeah. So maybe the ne- maybe the whole trusting your gut thing. Maybe is... that's why you've never had a um a specific nursing instinct experience because you are just a non-believer and nobody wants to bother communicating with you when i (laughs) when i first started nursing i was holding the hand of a lady that we'd had in for months and months and months and uh, they gave me a fondue kit like it was so funny (laughs) (laughs) and i nursed her like every shift for like i don't know two months or something and she'd she'd almost die and then she'd come back and she just was like on this roller coaster ride yeah Anyway, she was. She, I walked in one day and she had like the best day. She sat up, she ate breakfast, and I was like, "Oh, she's gonna die, isn't she?" Like tomorrow, because we always say like the candle burns brighter before it flickers out. Yeah, it's true. And I don't know why I said that to the, the people that I was with, and they were like, "She looks great," and I was like, "Oh," and I was only new. I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Anyway, the next day I went in, she's like unconscious, and so I was standing there holding her hand with her husband, with your fondue kid under your arm, dipping my bread in the cheese. <laughs> And I was holding her hand and just chatting to him because he's mm. like, you know, I think this is this is the end. And then he let go of her hand to, I don't know, touch his head or something. And she obviously took her last breath and she went through me. Alicia, I felt her go up my arm, 
all the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. I let go of her hand with a <gasps> like this. And I was like, I think she's gone. I think she's gone. And the husband's like, I don't think she's breathing. And I was like, oh, my God. And I was like shaking my limbs off. Oh my all God. I wanted to do, and how funny is this, all I wanted to do was open a window. I was in a multi-story hospital on the top floor and I couldn't open a window. And that, like that was my first instinct was to turn around and open the window. And I've since learnt and I so didn't they can go through the humans but they can't go through walls. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've since learnt that a um, lot of places will open the windows to after let the someone's died. Yeah. I never had that happen again. Also never held the hand of someone <laughs> like dying. Right. I just don't do it anymore. But I was like young and very compassionate back then. So <laughs> and that's probably the closest I've ever had. Like I felt her. You had a psychic me. experience and you don't believe that other people have had those experiences Look, or you had a spiritual experience. Yeah. I guess. And I, I mean, I, I believe in spirits and things, obviously, because I love ghost tours yeah. and stuff. But I, the psyche side, like how do you. Don't you believe you that there are people in the world who have access to this, to this stuff? Well, like imagine, okay, so so you had that experience, but you don't believe that other people could have those experiences no, and, and further it. I do not believe them. I just don't know how they can see my stuff. Okay. Like because I, I believe babies can maybe see things because I've watched Amelia when she was and like dogs. little look at, literally look at something that is not there and interact with it, yeah. laugh, point. Like I can see her reaching and I'm like, she's not. She's hallucinating. Yeah, like she was like six months old. Like she's not going to be. And I like to think that that was my granddad with her or Cam's Well, there's patients in the hospital that have that have said things about little boys being in their rooms and that sort of thing. Like do you believe any of that? Well, Sarah's TV switches on all the bloody time and I reckon that's a ghost in our house. Her house is a super old farmhouse. Someone has to have died in there. She <laughs> She's like, that bloody TV turned on again, three o'clock in the morning. And I was like, who was oh, trying to wake you up? Jesus, <laughs> yeah. Crazy. I don't, I think, I don't know, but I would love to have a, like a psychic experience. experience. Mm. I don't want to pay for it though. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not giving you anything. God damn it. No information about me at all. Yeah, I can understand that. Anyway, probably anyway. a little off topic. I do <laughs> believe in. <laughs> well, I feel no- like we say that every episode. <laughs> People have just come to learn that that's... I feel like it's just organic. It's just flows. Just us chatting. <laughs> I 100% believe in nursing intuition though. Yeah. I don't... Um, I wonder... I don't know if it's just a learned experience over time and you get like that gut feeling. I don't think doctors have it. <laughs> doctors don't spend enough time. I know. <laughs> but even when you... It's like the first... Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. I've really generalised there. I don't think a lot of doctors have it. <laughs> I think maybe there's an exception to that. But I think if even if you meet a patient for 10 seconds, you can have a feeling about them like I did. Like mm-hmm. I've, I fully believe since I had that experience, I was like, this is what people talk about when they say nurse's gut. Like they talk mm. about you just knowing that something is not right. But if somebody asked you to rationalize that, you, you wouldn't be able to. Yeah. And they'd go, well, what made you do that? And you'll go, well... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Just cause. But I'm really glad I did. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I, were there any more from Reddit that were uh, worth talking yeah, about? Yeah, there was another one here. This is about an early nurse. She's written, I believe in it. I have moments now where I know it's experience, but back in my early days, like I'm talking one week off orientation, I walked into a room with a patient who was alert, orientated, um, sitting in a chair eating lunch. And having a report from the outgoing nurse who said, she's going home tomorrow, doing awesome, no issues at all. I walked in the room and I swear to God I had that moment that my inner voice told me to watch her closely. Something was very wrong with her and it hadn't shown itself yet. She said the lady ended up intubated on ICU by the end of my shift. 
That's Go just, on. hang on, I've got to turn my page. <laughs> That's just <laughs> intuition. But now I have experience and my experience tells me to never ignore that voice in my head. It's never wrong. Wow. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe there is a look people give you. I know I often will hear people maybe in the in my oncology unit, like they might do a little cough or something. I'd be like, are you right? Are you good? Because, you know, like you just it didn't sound right or something. Yeah. Didn't but, um, yeah. I, I actually have just it's just come to mind another moment where I thought something could be seriously wrong I can't talk about too much yeah but a patient got a diagnosis of potentially life-threatening problem we'd gotten onto it early he burst into tears after like sort of an hour or something and he was like sobbing and I was like oh are you okay you know I just I there was something I was like oh we're on to it like should be fine I yeah. said to the doctor maybe we should get him a Valium or something like he's a bit kind of stressed yeah and, and overwhelmed and and I went home that night and I was like it was just it wasn't right there's was something yeah. like okay I say yeah he was crying like people cry yeah but just the I guess as the way he was crying I don't really know but I went home that night and I was like it's something else not right mm. well he died oh and I, the next day when I found that out I was like fuck like I knew I knew that something was, yeah. was wrong like I knew yeah he was crying and that made me go well, that's a bit different, but yeah. it's fine. Like, it wasn't anything. It didn't make me go, oh, well, he must be dying if he's crying. Like, it yeah. wasn't like that. It was just like his, he, I think he knew that he was going to die. Ah, uh, yeah. And that made me sort of think about that a bit. Yeah. And I guess, I don't know if that's the same as nurse's gut or whatever, but I think, like, he never said anything to yeah. anyone about feeling like he was going to die or anything. And I think patients get that level of intuition about them too. I remember I had a bloke come into urgent care. It was like 7.45 on a Friday morning and he came in and I said, what are you here for today? And he goes, oh, I've just had this like little niggly pain in my chest, you know, for a few days and I was just on my way out fishing and I thought, oh, maybe I'll just pop in. And I thought, you are a middle-aged man and you just thought you'd pop in mm. and you're on your way fishing. Mm. And I was like, sit down, have a seat. And I did his obs and I did an EC... Um, did an ACG and I took some bloods. You know, I'd started the yeah, pathway the, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I I don't rate ECGs, which Alicia always gives me shit about, so I didn't know anything tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'd taken the, the taken the bloods around and I'd sort of popped the troponin level in and then I came back and I grabbed a doctor and that was there in the morning and just showed him the ECG and then I like I handed him the ECG and then I went back to get the troponin results. And the troponin was like a high positive mm. and the doctor literally like we converged into the urgent care together yeah. and he's like this bloke's having a STEMI <laughs> and I was like yeah well the troponin's like <laughs> and this guy's what what I'm what and he's like I think you're having like a heart attack yeah and he's like you need to lay down and then he's like we're gonna get him out of here and this bloke was like I feel fine mm. like he didn't have any of mm. the classic symptoms yeah. he just had this niggly and I think I thing in his chest that and I thought I need to trust him you know, like, because normally you might just be like, oh, maybe it's a bit of heartburn or whatever. But yeah, and you it could, was just something in especially him. Especially if, if they, ha- if you know, all their vitals are normal and they yeah. look well. and Like he wasn't hypertension, hard, he yeah. wasn't tacky, there was like nothing. But, you know, he was a middle-aged man who had stopped himself going fishing to come to hospital because mm. he had a feeling. Well, do you know there are, like, horror stories that come out after patients die, and this happened at another hospital, but it was something that they used as an education tool for people. If patients represent for the same issue, mm. yeah, okay, if you've ruled out that they're a drug drug seeker or if you you know, that kind of thing, yeah, it, it really is a red flag. Like, if they're representing for the same issue, yeah. if they're not getting anywhere, 
there was a guy who kept presenting to an, an ED somewhere with a sore knee or a sore toe or something, right? And he kept presenting and they're like, there's nothing bloody wrong with you. Well, I think he ended up septic and he died. Oh, d- oh did you say that there was an Australian story on a like recently that just had sepsis and oh, lost a limb or something? Right. Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, it's quite common really. Mm. Like, I, like not common, but it, um, it, it happens because mm. – but if for me, if a young, fit, healthy person mm. is presenting with a – somewhat mediocre problem that is my learned skills and my knowledge and my experience Mm. say well maybe there's something not quite right Mm. here because maybe I'm not getting all of the picture and at the end of the day we have a lot of responsibility to make big judgments about people Mm. and and assess and and do the best we can with the knowledge we've got but sometimes you have to make exceptions for that knowledge like patient might might present with an abscess or no might present with um you know a painful area that you can't see anything on. They've had imaging and there was nothing specific really. Mm. Um, but they're telling you that they're not – they've taken panadolinurofen and they've seen their GP and they're not getting anywhere. Part of me goes, well, you're 32 years old. You would not be taking time out of your life to come here, waste anyone's time. Yeah. Like I feel like there could be something, Yeah. you know, and it's, it's sort of outside of my medical assessments yeah. of the patient, my physical assessments of the patient. It goes, well, where's the reasoning? Like, where's yeah. the reasonable solution? Or, yeah, exactly. or what's the reasonable answer? Like, why does a 32-year-old present with, to, with a sore foot? Same thing over and over. Yeah, unless it's something serious. Yeah. Like, I think people know their own bodies. Yeah. So you can have that intuitive feeling about your own body. Like when I was pregnant with Amelia in that final weekend before she was born, I knew, I mean, I knew I was sick and she was sick, yeah. but she'd stopped moving. Mm. And I, every time someone would come in, it was a long weekend as well. So it was like less stuff on it. Every time someone would come in and do my obs, I'd be like, can you just do a Doppler? Yeah. She doesn't move. And they're like 10 movements an hour a day. And I was like. It's meant to be 10 movements an hour. No. Ten a day. Anyway, I was like, well, she's not doing that. And this baby is an active baby. Like she's only stopped this weekend. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I would keep asking them to do a Doppler, please do a Doppler. And I was having scans morning and night to yeah. test all the stuff wow. because it was um, you know, quite bad. Yeah, and on that final day, the doctor tried to send me home and I knew like I just knew I couldn't go home. Mm. I was like, nope, my team will be in tomorrow morning. There's plenty of empty beds. You don't need my bed. I'll wait till my team comes tomorrow. That night before midnight, I ended up down in, like it all hit the fan. Yeah. So you knew. I knew my body. I knew her. I knew that everything was like, I knew I was sick and I knew that she was at risk anyway. So, but I just knew I had changed. Yeah. And that's because any other time I would have gone home. Mm. I was like, get me the fuck out of here. I don't want to be in hospital. But it was on that particular Sunday, Monday, when they tried to send me home on the public holiday, I just knew mm. it wasn't right. And I was asking for Dopplers and mm. I was like, I don't know, send a grad in. Someone who wants to play. Like, yeah. I just, I need that reassurance. And yeah. I wasn't that kind of nurse in the hospital. I was like super, like nurse patient. Yeah, yeah. I was a patient. Not a nurse. <laughs> but I was very calm and mm. like, you know, I never was, I wasn't a bell ringer or anything. And yeah. these last two days I turned into a bit of a bell ringer because I was so scared. A bell ringer. <laughs> bit needy. Yeah, so I don't know if we covered intuition very well, but it was super interesting. I find mm. it a very interesting topic, really, and I think everyone should trust their gut. And if you're concerned, I think you should absolutely escalate it up, get someone else to look at your patient or, you mm. know, like you shouldn't just sit on it. Don't sit on it. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a new program coming out in Victoria anyway that a lot of staff in our hospital have just gone through all the training called Speaking Up for Safety. And oh, I think yeah. it's empowering anyone 
to be able to speak up if they feel that something is not yeah. okay. Um, it's like a um, new project that's being rolled out in the near oh, future. That's a great idea. Yeah, so I think that came from. Um, there was that horrible. I think it's like a video mm. that's out there about some a uh, woman whose husband was having surgery. Everything went wrong. He was like a difficult mm. intubation. Then once they'd intubated him, they actually couldn't ventilate him, and then they ended up doing a trachea and and they they looked at all of the data and all this time went on and then they interviewed everybody that was involved and a lot of the nurses said that they had concerns about cyanosis earlier before it was all uh. picked up and and a lot of the nurses had and and even. Because other doctors were called in and there were problems and there was no one running the show and it mm. there were so many things that came out of that That's case trigger study. points that yep. you could have made changes. Yeah. So if if one person had spoken up, if the first person had spoken up, then it possibly could have been avoided. Uh. And I think yeah, I think pretty sure he ended up dying. Oh, I actually I can't be quoted on that, but it was adverse no matter anyway and that his wife is now like Mm. fighting out about communication in healthcare and that especially in operating theatres I find it's so intimidating speaking up to a surgeon if you're not happy with something yeah which you know you really have to have the strength and the integrity the professional integrity to be able to speak up for your patients and and part of our role is advocating of course and I think yeah it's super important and especially when they're the most vulnerable like lying on a table and unconscious yeah exactly with muscle relaxants on board and no ability to do anything none of their family to fight for them like yeah it, it comes down to the people yeah. that are caring for them and so yeah so that's going to be something that comes out yeah so that's yeah really good amazing so mm. don't forget to follow us on social media and if you love our podcast leave a review on whatever listening platform you use yeah and get in contact with us we actually love hearing like what people think about the podcast yeah. and um you know we've had some yeah. really fun feedback fun recently and actually we've got some exciting things in the works we do actually some mm. International guests, and we've got um, a Facebook Live that we're doing Mm. for uh, ACU, which is exciting. Yeah. And yeah, anyway, so get in contact with us. We love it. And Kelly spends all of her time on our Instagram page, so uh, make sure you give her (laughs) something to do on the weekends when she's not working shift work. Um, Yeah. Actually, it'll give me something to do when I'm on that leave. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So send us your suggestions, stories, whatever. Anything really to our email, humorousnurses at gmail.com. That's humorous like the bone. H U M E I U S at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.